Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 34 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. If you look up the definition of sweet, I swear to God, this lady's face will pop up. Today, I talked to Maya from The Sober Glow. She walks us through her recovery journey and her amazing book club and retreats she has started for women living in sobriety. I am so excited for this one, and I hope you enjoy it. Let's go. All right. I am so stoked to talk to Maya. The Sober Glow. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm so excited to learn more about you and the sober glow and what that's all about. Um, I just want to jump right into it. Like, tell us about Maya and how your journey started. Like, where did you grow up? What? Tell us about yourself. Okay. Um, Well, I am uh, only child from a single Mm. mother who moved around a lot when I was younger. And then we ended up settling back in North Dakota, where my mom grew up when I was seven. So I spent my entire um, school age years there in North Dakota. Okay. Um, Quickly left there as soon as I graduated high school, came out to California for a while. Mm -hmm. And then through some uh, um, zigzags, as one could say, I ended up <laughs> in New York City when I was 21. And then I was oh. there for 20 years. And then we just moved out to LA again uh, a year and a half ago. Okay, cool. Yeah. So how did you, that's where it started. Yeah, that's where it started. How did you like New York? 20 years. Like that's a long time. That, <laughs> it is a long fucking time. Um, <laughs> Um, I loved New York. I always, um, wanted to go there. It was something my mom talked about all the time when I was a kid. So it was kind of one of her dreams. So she loved the fact that I had moved out there. Um, so I was there age 21. Um, how I got there was, I, it was an impulsive move. It was, uh, my fourth date with this dude and I ended up moving in with him. No. So I was living, yeah, I was living in Pennsylvania, um, at the time, um, in this cute little town, um, on the Delaware river. And I met him there in a bar and I, yeah, our fourth date, I was moving to New York city and moving in with him. And it was only supposed to be temporary, Okay. but it turned out to be a little bit longer than temporary. I was actually supposed to go back to Minnesota to finish my degree. And I ended up falling in love and deciding that I wanted to stay in New York. Mm. And Quickly after that decision was made, um, I fell out of love, but I stayed in love with New York. So I stayed, I stayed there. Wow. What were you doing in New York for, for like work and stuff? (laughs) Um, well, my first job in New York, which lasted quite a few years, um, 
was at this bar on the Upper East Side. I had a ton of friends who had, well, not a ton. I had a couple of friends who lived in New York before me and mm-hmm. I used to go visit them and I would go to this bar where they all worked and it was um, Coyote Ugly-esque. If no you know that way. Movie. Oh, hell yeah, yes. So, so yes, it was kind of like that. Um, and it was just uh, natural. Wait, were you, were you um, like full on dancing on the bars like that? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah, firewalk, all that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I just got a job there when I moved. Um, I started the day I moved to New York City as okay. a hostess, and then uh, I just kind of made my way up in the bar world. Um, <laughs> and I was there. It was, I mean, it was a really nice time um, mm-hmm. in life. I had no responsibilities. I was on my own. Um, I, you know, all the girls that worked at the bar were great they're still some of my closest friends. Um, it was just, it was a really sweet time in New York city. It was yeah. also, you know, um, a complete shit show, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, that sounds so really fun. Yeah. That's pretty much. And I've written this before. It's kind of where I, um, got my drinking wings. Mm. Um, it was just, it was a, like I said, a shit show every night. We were encouraged to drink while we were at work. Um, we were never encouraged to be drunk, but that's just right. where it always landed. Um, yeah, we would go in each night, drink with our customers, have a great time. We would close out the bar and then we would make our way to whatever bar was open um, on the Upper East Side. That's usually where we hung out. Mm-hmm. This was the early 2000s. Yeah, I moved to New York in 98. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just like getting flashbacks of, of Coyote Ugly and like the girls dancing on the bars. And then, you know, when they'd like take shots and they'd spit mm-hmm. it out into like a, like a mm-hmm. beer, like an empty beer bottle or something. Like to pretend yeah. to like chase it with a beer. Oh, but... no, we weren't spitting it out. <laughs> we were full on drinking. Yeah. Well, I'm going for it. We were drinking. Yeah. And I mean, I remember even back then I would do, um, I would try to go to work and not drink and I would make significantly less money when I was sober than when I was drinking. Really? Significantly. It was like, it, so it was just, it was just a known, like we were going to drink. We're having, we're having a good time. So why do you think that is? just being open and having fun with your customers is always going to go a long way as opposed to, you yeah. know, no, not tonight. Kind of that, the banter back and forth, just one, you know, right, right, right. No, it never worked. Yeah. Never worked. Interesting. So, yeah. Cause everyone wants you to get on their level. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Until Whatever it that may be. the waitress, yeah, the waitresses in the bar, uh, the bartenders want you to be on their level. You know, that's mm. usually where it was. all right kind of the other way around sometimes yeah so what happened after the coyote ugly-esque you're still in new york what when did like um, drinking become an issue well i gosh it's hard to say an issue because i feel like it was always an issue and i even in high school, I was always the partier, um, the one who would do and try everything first. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I don't know where the the line was crossed. I think the line just automatically was crossed because that was my personality. It was big and boisterous, mm-hmm. and just add booze, and it became 
bigger. Um, um, after working in the bar, I was a yoga instructor and I started traveling and, you know, I was living that healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, um, with my girlfriends and, you know, drinking just as we were in the bar mm-hmm. because you don't lose that. Um, and, you know, smoking cigarettes. I remember countless nights in New York City, standing outside a bar, smoking a cigarette, like hiding in some like doorway. So <laughs> nobody on the Upper East Side who happens to come to my yoga classes would see me. So. Oh, my God. That's the worst. The, yeah. The irony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God no one ever did, or at least I I don't think they did. But, you know, I, I played where I worked on the Upper East Side. So it was mm. always kind of hiding. Um, Always kind of dodging myself in, <laughs> yeah, the nightlife. So, huh? Um, okay. And then uh, I was teaching yoga for a couple of years, and then decided to go back to school and become a nurse. Um, and then I started working on um, or at some of the hospitals on the Upper East Side, still mm-hmm. playing in the same areas of where I was working. Um, and it just you know it became became more adult like. Uh, I was dating, um, I guess before I became a nurse and before my husband, I was dating a gentleman who just liked the finer things in life and really Mm -hmm. introduced me to that side of New York city, like really nice restaurants and, you know, fine dining and drinking along with it. And so, so I was always thinking, Oh, right. You know, this is okay. This is sophisticated. This is what you're supposed to do. Right. This is expensive. (laughs) Yeah. It was really it was a nice change. And, um, I felt good about that change because leaving, you know, all the dive bars where I was hanging out in my Mm twenties and then moving, you know, into like the nicer restaurants and, you know, drinking really expensive bottles of wine. You just like, okay, so this is, this is fine doing this, you know, I'm not a drunk dancing on the bar anymore. (laughs) So, but it was the same thing. It was the same Same level of drinking and it was the same hangover. Yeah. It was, Everything right. was the same, same consequences. So it, my drinking never really changed. It just became, it looked different, you know? Hmm. Um, yeah, it's like the difference then, between a rat and a squirrel. Like a squirrel has a cuter outfit, but they're both rodents. Yeah. They're both the same. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. They're both kind of gross. Analogy, but- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're both gross. Yeah. Um, so my drinking just kind of stayed the same up until um, age thirty-nine. You okay. Know? Wow. Yeah. So when did you kind of like pivot? Like how how did you decide like enough was enough? What was the turning point for you? A um, couple times I tried to quit. Okay. Um, when I was teaching yoga. I was traveling and then I spent a couple of months over in India and I thought, you know, I'll give this a couple of months of laying off alcohol and, mm-hmm. you know, do the spiritual thing and finding myself and doing right. everything that um, looks good on paper. Right. Um, and then, you know, you just end up meeting people with booze and then it became, I was drinking in Northern India, which is pretty much unheard of unless you have travel in with your own alcohol because oh, wow. there's no alcohol to be found. Yeah. But I found it, you know, of course. And then, um, you know, 
in Southern India, you can't drink. So I was, you know, drinking Kerala's on the beach every day. Mm-hmm. And my India just kind of turned into, you know, very chill, relaxing, drinking beer on the beach. Hmm. Um, so that didn't work out for me. And then there were times in New York where I was just like, you know, let me do a cleanse, very big right. into cleanses and, um, detoxes. And so I figured if I can do, you know, like this 21 day cleanse, I'll be, not that I'll be okay, but mm. just let me, let me be healthy. Hmm. Um, and it always ended in like drinking more. Right. Um, one in general, that was pretty much the turning point. So I quit drinking in 2015 and in 2013, the end of 2013, I decided to do a 90 day um, no alcohol. And I told everybody I wasn't drinking as I always did. Okay. And I lasted, I think 62 days. My mom had an accident and I was stressed out and I was full blown excited to use that as an excuse to drink. Um, and then 2013 into 2014, I probably drank more than I, than I ever drank, um, consistently and the amount. So it just kind of, started i i don't know <laughs> okay because that's where it goes you know yeah. i can't explain it um like did you have I was certain circumstances out. that were a little bit higher like more stress more like I was, was a nurse or i you know mm-hmm. yeah i mean being a nurse i was a night nurse it was probably one of the hardest years of my life mm-hmm. um or years i should say and my marriage, I had just married my husband and we had been together for 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. And our first year of marriage was pretty rocky. Oh. Um, so the stress of that and then the stress of the job that was, I love being a nurse, but it's a really tough career. And there yeah. are a lot of not so great nursing positions. And I was in one of those. Okay. Um, and it wrecked me. It really did. I was working nights. I couldn't sleep and I was, I was a hot mess. And if I took it out on my husband, um, so I eventually changed jobs, um, and got into a a gig that I really liked and I was appreciated and it was a daytime job, which is everything to me. Um, and things started to get a little bit better with my relationship. Um, but they weren't, they weren't the same or it wasn't the same. And Um, I was drinking, he was drinking. We were just kind of going in our separate ways. And Mm. in 2015, we came to a head of like, this, this isn't going to work anymore. We're just, we're, we're on two different roads here, two different paths and we're walking away from each other. And we pretty much decided that it was done. Really? And that woke me up. Yeah. wide awake. And I was like, I, this needs to stop this self-sabotaging and, um, taking it out on my husband. So I looked at him and I said, I'm done. I'm done drinking. And I don't know what's going to happen to us, but all I'm going to do is think about myself right now and take care of myself. And, um, he told, he did not believe me. You know, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was a big drinker as well, but he just, he didn't, he didn't get all crazy like I did. Mm. Um, 
and he certainly didn't take his anger out on me mm -hmm. the way I did to him. Hmm. Um, so September of 2015, I made the decision and we were, um, we were supposed to go to a wedding together. Um, one of his friends was getting married in Sonoma County mm -hmm. and he, un he uninvited me. Oh, um, yeah. Damn. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was literally the best thing he's ever done for us. He uninvited me. I was crushed. I went berserk. Yeah. I decided that if he left me, he went to this wedding without me. I was going to throw all his shit out our apartment. And when he came back, the doors were going to be locked and all this stuff. I was a tyrant. Um, okay. And, uh, what was you know, his I reason a, for uninviting you? He, because I had made the decision not to drink. And he was worried that... If I went and I was in those circumstances at a wedding with all of our friends that mm -hmm. I was going to drink, I was going to embarrass him and, and it was going to be a shit show. Right. And okay. he was right. Absolutely right. I feel like if, it, yeah. if I would have went to that wedding, I would have found an excuse. I would have been like, it's totally okay. I can do it. Everybody else is doing it. Right. You know? Um, and it pro this probably wouldn't have happened all of this or who knows what would have happened. But right. instead, um, I put my big girl pants on and I got a grip and I booked myself up at Kerpalo, which is a yoga center up in, um, the Berkshires of Massachusetts. It's okay. a place that I had attended, um, several times and it's one of my favorite places, if not my favorite. And I, I just went up there and I saw that Noah Levine, do you know who he is? He's out no. here in LA as well. Uh, Refuge Recovery. Familiar? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So he was um, doing a weekend up there, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, with his Refuge Recovery. And I didn't know anything about it. I just, okay. I knew of him from Dharma Punks. And um, I knew that he was sober. And I was like, all right, so that sounds interesting. I'm going to be up there for 10 days. Let me just book myself that weekend as well. And the rest, I'll do their R&R program. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was so quiet that entire weekend and I just absorbed everything that Noah said and that everyone was talking about around me. Mm -hmm. I never said a word. I never asked questions. I just sat there and listened. Um, at the end of it, Noah was saying goodbye to everyone and I approached him and I had never mm -hmm. spoken to him before. And I just said, you know, I just decided to quit drinking. I'm so fucking angry. And I don't know if the alcohol was making me angry or if I'm mm. drinking because I'm angry. And mm. he looked at me and he just said, stop drinking and see what happens to your anger. And that was it. Whoa. And I was just like, I, I, that solidified everything for me that, that moment, but also just that in those 10 days alone at Kripalu mm. where I could really just write and read. And I, I had shut off my phone. I wasn't taking messages, uh, you know, text messages. I wasn't answering when my husband called, like I just took that time for myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it completely solidified, solidified my decision to be sober and to just cut it out. And I never looked back. Wow. You know, oh I God, came I back to like New chills. York city and then everything yeah, me too. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it was, you know, it was, I couldn't have, I couldn't have asked for a better way to walk into this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't change a thing. I can't, you know, and Mm -hmm. I am, I wouldn't. So then I came back to New York and I didn't really tell anybody. Um, Nobody knew at the wedding either why I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband covered and he didn't really want to talk about it. I'm sure if anybody ever listens to one of these podcasts or reads my words, they'll figure out that we were both lying. (laughs) But um, for the best reason possible. For a good reason though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I came back to New York. I didn't tell anyone until um, about a hundred days in. And then I mm-hmm. kind of put, you know, on my private IG, like, you know, it's been a hundred days. It feels amazing. And, and, and that was it. And I didn't really talk about it, but I didn't have anyone in my life who was sober. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a ton of friends and some really good, close girlfriends, but everyone drank. That's what yeah. we did in New York. We always went out for drinks. It was an easy thing to do. So, you know, after numerous brunches of sitting at tables with women who are getting drunk, I just was like, I need to find some more people Mm -hmm. um, to talk to about. Um, I I went to an AA meeting. Okay. And I went... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I say that because I'm pretty adamant about my story um, uh-huh. and the reasons why I'm drinking. And um, and so I went to an AA meeting and I was a complete fish out of water, as I'm sure everybody is. Yes. But I went there to find friends. And it just, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the right reason. And I felt so uncomfortable. And I was just like, this is, no, this is not right. And then my husband was like, <clears throat> excuse me. He said, well, maybe you should go on Bumble BFF. Oh. And I was like, no. No. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. And God bless Bumble BFF. But I, yeah. I literally was like, fuck yourself. I'm not going online to find friends. Um, it's and, hard to find how, friends. It is really it is. freaking hard. Like if you well, don't have kids if, or if yeah. you don't have like, like people from work or something, like how, how do you meet people? How do you freaking do it? Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. So I yes, Bumble BFF is really good, but at the time <laughs> uh, I was like, no, no way. Absolutely hard stop. And then and that's how the Silver Glow was started. Uh, my husband suggested, why don't you start an IG account? I was okay. like, you know, that's a really good idea. I will do that. And then and but that was that was um, 11 months after I had quit drinking when I started um, the Sober Glow. Okay. So, and then from there, it just kind of um, naturally progressed. I started following <clears throat> women who lived in New York who mm-hmm. were sober. And I went to uh, Ruby Warrington's Club Soda and, uh, you know, uh, spoke to her a little bit about the community. And then mm-hmm. I reached out. I don't re- exactly remember how I did it, but I ended up starting the book club. I think I just put it out there on Instagram to see if anyone would be interested. Okay. And a handful of people were like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so in January of 2017, we met up on like the biggest snowstorm of the year in this little beautiful <laughs> room in, uh, in Soho. And the 
we had a book club and it was so sweet. And that was cute. The first connection. Yeah. And then it just kind of grew from there. And then Lisa Smith, who wrote Girl Walks Out of Bar, who is mm-hmm. like one of my favorite broads in the world. Um, she, we picked her book and she was all about joining us. And after that, she decided she was not only going to join the book club, she was going to host them as well. So then we kept going to her place for our book clubs and inviting authors over. And it just seemed like the authors who we were doing the book club with and they would stay on and they would, you know, join for the next one. It was, it was really sweet. We had a really nice um, group of ladies um, who were coming on the regular. That's so Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great. And then, I mean, that was early 17. And then I ended up moving out to LA in September um, of 2017. And then I kind of did the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I had, I had met people virtually Mm -hmm. out here who I kind of had, you know, a good repertoire with. And then I, it just naturally happened. We started the book club and I had like 17 girls over at my place. I, I probably wouldn't do that again, um, putting it out on social media and inviting (laughs) people to my home. Why, Um, why, why not? (laughs) Come on over. uh, But thankfully, you know, yeah, everyone was really great and really chill. And it was just, it was a nice little, um, get together. It was, I mean, it was a little awkward at first, but you know, (laughs) um, but it was great. And so now, uh, a friend who had come, um, that day, uh, invited us to have her book club in her garage in her back, um, in the backyard where she actually puts on women's circles and it's perfect. Cool. Um, so that's where we now. Yeah. We're actually having another book club, um, this Sunday, Sunday with, uh, Anna David. Oh, and her new, yeah. Oh, nice. She just released a book. Yeah. What part yeah, of so town if you're is in town, in? you're more than welcome. I would it's love right to. over by me. Yeah, I'll give you more info after. <laughs> I would love that. Yes, that's so cool. So can anyone like join the book club or like how do you I I, yeah, I haven't so, seen it. Like I haven't really heard about it. Um yeah, so I usually will post. I haven't posted anything about Anna's book um okay. only because um I already I had the, a huge list of people who were interested in the book club. I would post randomly. Like if you're interested, just send me your email and I'll email you when we're going to do one. And then Mm -hmm. it's, it's tricky because there is a space limit. Yeah. Um, and the first one I did, a lot of people, um, wanted to come, but they couldn't come because, you know, of that number, um, being held tight with space and Mm -hmm. the, the people had signed up just, didn't show up or canceled last minute, which was kind of a bummer because I know that a lot of people wanted to come. Yeah. So what I decided to do was, um, uh, and I got this idea from one of the girls in New York is to have, uh, the author sell her books. We would offer a book to every person who came, but they had to pay the ticket price for that book. Um, I think I just explained that horribly. So the cost of <laughs> entrance was the book and then okay. we would give them the book. So it kind of, it kind of so helps people accountable. And it yeah. Kinda, yes. Yes. But no one's making any money. It's just the copy of the book. Right. So, so it's just that. Um, so I, that works better now. So having someone just like, so I go through conscious city guide mm-hmm. um, and they buy their tickets 
and then they get a book and then they get to sit with the author of the book, which is just such a great thing, like to have someone live and yeah. answering questions and being, you know, totally open. Oh, that is so. amazing. How special yeah. is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's really sweet. I really like it. I wish I could do it every month, but it takes a little work. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a little bit of a feat to organize everyone. <laughs> That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't it funny? Especially in LA. I'm funny. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't. <laughs> but that is a great That's why way. I had to put a ticket price. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny that you have to like, you know, cough up some dough to get people to be accountable. I mean, even, mm-hmm. even if people who pay, like, still don't show up. I'm like, are you joking me? Like, you paid for this. Yep. Like, come on, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Wow. <laughs> um, so that's so cool. I am so down. I would love, love to, to join you on Sunday. Um, great, I want to talk more about your retreats and how those came to be. Because those look absolutely fabulous. Right. Oh my God. They are. Um, (laughs) so I took the stand up paddleboard retreat um, when I was not sober with a girlfriend of mine, uh, another nurse, and we had such a blast and it was such a great time and it was off the grid. It was totally my kind of travel, like Mm -hmm. low key, nothing fancy, um, and relatively inexpensive. Okay. And the only thing I wish that I hadn't done was taken that trip, but not drink. Cause we were drinking nonstop right. on that trip. Damn. So, and paddleboarding. Woo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had a six pack on my paddleboard the entire time. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so dumb. And you don't um, mean on your stomach, right? No, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no. No, but maybe back then I did. Not yeah. anymore. Um, <laughs> um, so I woke up one morning and I looked at my husband. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this retreat. I'm mm-hmm. gonna take some women on a sober adventure. And uh, I reached out to the company that I did it with, um, and they were on board. They were totally game. And it turned out the guide cool. and I had no idea. One of the guides. Um, that was on my original trip is sober as well. And he had been oh. sober the whole time. He'd been here. So he was like, absolutely. I love this idea. <gasps> um, so long story short, I put it out there. I just said, yeah. you know what? I want to do this. Let's see if anybody else wants to join me. I took a risk. I booked mm-hmm. it and, um, and people came and they signed up. And, Amazing. and once we got down there, Oh my God. It was hands down the best thing I've done as a human. Oh, and it, the, the women who came were so lovely, so lovely. And I, I have contact with them. If I'm not speaking, there someone at least is writing. We're on a Facebook private group. Yeah, and we're always like talking about what's going on with our lives now. You know what everybody's experiencing. You know just the ins and outs, like our stupid memes. You know. Yeah. Um, but we have connections there and I don't think we'll ever lose that connection. Um but when wow. we were down there it was we just immediately all of the women bonded without a a second thought. Yeah. Um I knew one person and she had traveled the farthest. She I had 
hiked with her months mm-hmm. earlier and she had come from Sweden. No and, way. And then I brought down. A, yeah. Yeah. She is ballsy, man. I love that. Um, love her. Yeah. yeah. So she came all the way from Sweden and, and then I had another girl, Erin, who um, came down um, not only as my friend, but as the photographer. Mm-hmm. And she took some amazing photos for us. And I, I wish I could um, bring her every time, but you know, she's busy yeah. and has another job. <laughs> um, but um, it was a great mix of women and all of our drinking stories were so different. Some of the women were mm. newly sober. Some of the women had been sober for years. Some were in AA. Some had never stepped foot in a meeting. It just worked. It was so amazing. And I have this next one coming up at the end of the month. And mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 fun how the dynamic, I can already feel it's going to be a little different, you know? Okay. Um, and all the girls from the first trip are like, you know, don't, don't judge us because we're amazing. <laughs> don't judge the other women because yeah. we're amazing. Um, you know, no pressure for this second group. But um, yeah, yeah. There's some big shoes to fill for this oh. trip. And it's sold and it's out. Be beautiful. Yeah, it is. And somehow I, I'm doing another retreat in the fall. Mm-hmm. The dates are still kind of up in the air. Somehow someone's already signed up for the fall retreat, even though. I have not made that open. Hmm. Um, so there, I, there's a need. There's mm-hmm. definitely a need for this. And um, I'm hoping to do some more in 2020, but maybe off the water and uh, a little bit more Winter wonderland Ooh. You should come up to Whistler. Yeah. Have you ever been up to like Vancouver Ooh. in Canada? I have not. Oh, no, but Canada is one of the takers, I bet. It will literally blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you're all about the snow, Whistler is amazing. I am. I'm from Vancouver and I'm like, oh, and you know what? Canada should be paying me how much I I promote them. (laughs) Like the travel (laughs) board should be like giving me some kickbacks because. I, I love, like, I'm so proud to be Canadian and to be from Vancouver because it's just the people, the people are amazing. The city is amazing Mm -hmm. food. I mean, you literally have ocean and mountain within like half an hour, 45 minutes. It's magic. Yeah. Straight up magic. And it's just so beautiful and clean. Yeah. So yeah, oh. definitely next retreat, Whistler, hit it up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tell him I sent you. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what actually like happens on these retreats? They're like five days, right? Um, Four or five days? Yeah. So we're going to be, we fly in. Um, some people come down a little earlier and then stay a little later, but it okay. starts on a Sunday evening where we meet and talk logistics and we stay on land. Mm. Um, have dinner together. And then the next morning, um, we're picked up and we are driven to the coastline and where we get, gather all our gear and we get into these little pangas and they drive us out to the islands. And then, um, once we get on the islands, we get on our boards and then we start paddle boarding. And they, um, the company that I work with mm-hmm. works with, um, gentlemen who are from Mexico. Okay. And they set up camp for us 
they cook all the food, which is crazy how good the food is considering what little they have mm. to work with. Um, okay. Um, yeah. That's that was skill. one of the, the, yeah, the top noted, um, things about the trip that the ladies liked was they were shocked how good the food was. Okay. Um, uh, a lot of fresh seafood and fruits and vegetables. And then they make like a little, you know, um, sugary treat Ooh. every night at dinner too. Um, the okay. guides are great. They're professional and they are just open to anything and everything. And they pretty much don't know the word no, um, which is great. Cool. And they just, um, they just flow with the group. So, um, the first night it was kind of open, you know, I, I had been talking with these women, um, on Facebook, we made a group before we went and, uh, we were doing a 30 day journaling meditation in the morning. And so that's kind of what we started, um, with when we got there, the mm -hmm. idea was meditation in the morning. We were talking about that process and then it just naturally turned into something different. Um, I couldn't have planned it this way. Um, so I was just open to like, let the women choose how this is going to roll out for them. Yeah. And it became this like total activities during the day. And then we would come back, we would eat, we would, you know, bathe in the, in the ocean together. Nice. Um, and then we would have dinner and then sit around, um, you know, the fake campfire and, um, we started taking turns telling our stories. So each mm. night, um, three, four women would tell a story, their drinking story and how, um, they came to decide, um, to be sober. Mm -hmm. And they were some of the most moving stories I've ever heard. And people were real and they let it all hang out and they were honest. And it was at times all of us couldn't talk because of the emotions running through us. And it was just, it was incredible. Wow. Just the level of sharing connection with these women. And yeah, I was just, I, yeah, after that trip, I was like, I can't, I'll, I'll never do this again because it was so big and so important. Mm -hmm that there's no way it will ever happen like this again. And then I got over myself and they kind of <laughs> talked to me. You have to do this again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it took me about a month to decide that I would. And then the company was all about it. They're like, let's let, how many can we sign up? Wow. So, that is so yeah. cool. Like that you're creating magic and I love the vulnerability yeah. that you allow the space for women to come together. Oh, it was beautiful. That's oh, so cool. So vulnerable. Yes. Like, so beautiful. Those women know more about me than anybody else. And then yeah. I know more about them than anyone else in their life, you know? Yeah. It's um So you almost have so to be powerful. friends because of all the shit you know about each other. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yes. They're sweet. I mean, I just yesterday I got a card out of nowhere from someone, one of them, Aww. you know. It was, Oh, yeah, it's just, it's great. I can't, I cannot say it enough. Like either join or start your own or, mm -hmm. you know, oh, it's just, wow, it's great. And how cool is that? Like that company is so on board. I, I think it's so cool that when yeah. you're ready and you're open and you're willing to kind of like share pieces of you, don't you think that, that, mm -hmm. that just those kind of coincidences and those opportunities kind of pop up? 
yeah. a little bit more easier because you are easier on yourself. You know, like who, uh -huh. who would have known that like the guy leading your, your trip would have been sober. I know like, I didn't because I was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But because you were um, open and you were honest and you're like, you know, mm -hmm. brought it up, people can relate. And it's really interesting. We all have something in common yeah. if we're willing to be open and vulnerable yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. They were, yeah. I, I couldn't believe how open they were. And they're even, um, you know, they're so sweet. They want, they're like, we would like to do this more. We don't know if you want to do them all, but mm -hmm. would you mind if we reached out to other sober people if they want to do it? I was like, have Aww. at it. You know, it was incredible. So yeah. Uh, great. I should say the name, the name is C-Track okay. and they're based in, um, Asalito up in San Francisco area. So cool. Great. They're great, great, great comp company. So. Wow. Um, so well, yeah. now I want to go. I mean, I, I'm going to the book well, club. I would love to, to the... you. <laughs> <laughs> sounds so fun. Sounds amazing. So where can people sign up and get, and get more information from you? Where can we find you? Um, Thesoberglow.com. Okay. Yeah. Online. Head so. there. So I just have the ID and I just have the website. There's nothing okay. else. Cool. So. Streamline it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So one more question for you. What advice yeah. would you give to anyone listening to uh, us right now talking if they are maybe thinking of getting sober or kind of struggling in their sobriety right now? What is a piece of advice you can give to someone listening? Um, gosh, everyone's so different. So you have to trust your gut. Mm -hmm. um, if that like reaching out to somebody else that you know who is sober just to ask for your hand to be held or if you have to go to a meeting um mm -hmm. or if you just have to journal or read you do what feels good mm -hmm. the original thing that i did was three things i sweat i meditated and i wrote in my fuck you journal oh. and those three things are negotiables okay so, you know, that anger I mentioned earlier, yes. it went all into the fuck you. So you get it out of you. It's like, yeah. it's expressive writing. No one's going to read it. You shouldn't even reread it. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's one of the most powerful things that I do in my healing tool toolbox. <laughs> so, okay. Fuck you journal. I love that. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I know. One of these days I'm going to make one. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Hand them out. You people, should. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great tool. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many. So it seems like ever since I started IG, like the amount of voices mm -hmm. that I see now out there in the virtual world that are talking about this has grown so big. When I started, there was, you know, there was a lot, but nowhere where it's at now. Mm -hmm. Like so many people are waking up and realizing that being sober for whatever reason is just such a great way to live, you know? Totally. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so, oh, I'm smiling so much. Ear to ear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I yeah. like, I love you. I love what you're about. I love your whole message. You're just so sweet and kind 
And thank you so much for sharing you. your knowledge and your experience with us. It's so important. Yeah. My pleasure. So great. I told you she was a little sweetheart. How amazing is that? If that doesn't make you want to book a retreat or get on down to a book club, I don't know what will. Thank you, Maya, for sharing your story. And as always, thank you so much for listening and following along. Please feel free to comment, like, subscribe, and let us know what you think about the podcast. Always love reading your feedback. Make sure to follow along on the blog because we got the money shop, baby. We have everything you need to know about sobriety and recovery all on the blog at asobergirlsguide.com. Also on Instagram, make sure to screenshot when you're listening to the podcast and share it with us and you will definitely be reposted. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. 